Today, uh, we're finishing our series for this month in, um, uh, well, no, next Sunday we'll finish it, but uh, this is our fourth message that we've preached. We preached one at the end of April, and uh, this is our fourth message on walking in the power of His name. And today, my subtitle is Walking in His Goodness. I shared a little piece of this on Wednesday night, but I saved this message for this time to share on the, on the goodness of God and how good that God is. Um, there was a man in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oral Roberts. Most people know that. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, as, as generations move on and change, people don't know certain names, but Oral Roberts out of Tulsa, started Oral Roberts University, and uh, had, had healing ministry in the, especially in the 40s and 50s, and, and uh, great man of God. And one of the, one of the things that, I, I had a good friend, actually, that passed away a couple of years ago, but when he was a, when he was a boy, his dad was a pastor, and his dad wouldn't let him watch Oral Roberts on television. Well, Roberts was on television whenever that first came out. I don't know what years those were, when when they were when they were preaching like that on t- on TV, and uh, and his dad wouldn't let him as a young boy watch him because Oral Roberts talked about how good God was. I mean, think about that. And and I, I wasn't raised in the church world, so I didn't I didn't hear comments and things like that. But there were people that were offended with him because he said that God was good and that God was good all the time, that everything that God did was good. When you live in a world where people blame God for things, and they're not, they're not, they're not, being, they're not being cruel towards God, they just think that God's nature is bad. Part, part of God's nature is bad. Like if something bad happens, well... That was the will of God because God allowed that to happen. See, and, and the problem is they just don't know the nature of God. And, I'm, I'm, and, and if you can walk away from this message today and prove me wrong, I'm open. I'm just telling you that God's good and he's only good and he's good all the time and there's nothing bad about him. Amen? Amen? Nothing. So when Oral Roberts passed away, the day that I heard Oral Roberts passed away, the Lord said to me, you declare over your life and over your family and over your church body, you do that every single day from now on that I'm good. So my confession every day, the last thing in, in, in one of my confessions every day is that something good is happening to me, to my wife, to my children, and to my church family every day in the name of Jesus. That's one of the last things that I say in my confession. Something good is happening today. And I've been saying it ever since the day that old Roberts went on to heaven. Amen? So today, I'm going to share with you some things that I feel like that God has given me and, and things that I, I always share things that God has done or is doing in me. Not just something that I think off the top of my head or I get a good thought. I share with you things that God has spoken and said and drilled inside of me. And today, we're talking about walking in the fullness of His 
of his goodness. Um, we're talking about walking in the power of his name since the beginning of this year. I've shared with you many, many messages on the name of Jesus and the power that's in that name and the investment that, that Jesus made in his name that he gave to you and I. There's not anything that you and I can't do on planet earth in the name of Jesus. There's not anything. Anything that we ask the Father, according to John 15, 16, anything that we ask the Father in his name, he'll do it. That means that anything that we ask the Father that's the will of the Father, and we ask it in the name of Jesus, Father will do it. In essence, Father's already done it. Everything's already been accomplished. So our asking is asking according to what God's already given us. And when we're on the receiving end of that, there's not anything that we can't have. I, I, I can tell you today, you can't get enough of what I'm telling you today. You cannot get enough of preaching and, and ministry regarding the power that's in his name. And you cannot hear enough about how good God is. I'm telling you, God is good, he's great, he's magnificent, but we're going we're gonna to stay with what the scripture says about him, that God is good. Amen? Psalm 100 and verse 5. Psalm 100 and verse 5. Let's look at these, those first five words. Everybody say it with me. Ready, read. For the Lord is good. Let's say it again. For the Lord is good. One more time. For the Lord is good. So, we settle it. The scripture says God is good. Amen? God is just good. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Everybody say, thank God for that. Amen? Because what that means is that he's good, and when bad things happen, he has mercy for it. And his truth endures to all generations, right down to this generation, to this day, to this time, to this moment, right here in time. Amen? His truth rules. Can you say amen to that? So God is good. So I want to give you several words, several synonyms for, for the word good. And they are, number one, pleasant. God is good. God is pleasant. Uh, God is excellent. Uh, God is rich. God is prosperous. These are all synonyms for the word good. God is well. God is happy. God is honest, God is right, and God is kind. Many, many, many other words, but just a few of those that God is. Uh, God is good, and I want you, just as you're listening to this word, to translate into some of those other words. God is excellent, uh, God is rich, he's, he's well, he's always right. Anything that God says is the way it is, that, because that's who God is. He's good. He's all these things. Um, the word evil really doesn't have a lot of um, 
you know, the reciprocal of, of good is evil, and the word evil doesn't really have a lot of synonyms. And, and what the, the word evil translates out to is wicked and bad. It's bad. And I don't know about you, but we don't necessarily, I, I don't use, or I don't think of the word evil. I think of, if something's not good, it's bad. Would you say that? Okay, so we're going to look at that word evil today in some of the passages that we're talking about that God gets accused of being. We're going to look at those as bad, good and bad. Amen? Everybody say, God is good and the devil is bad. Amen? That sounds like, a, sounds like I'm talking to five-year-olds. Okay, God is good, right? And the devil is bad, but you know what? We need to be talked to directly about these kind of things because we can't let bad get into our thinking and we've got to remove bad thoughts from our thinking. Now, before I go on and read a few more verses of Scripture, I want you to think about this today. Um, How good... How good is God? I don't want to answer to that. I'm saying to you, how good is God? And then how good are you and I created to be? God is good and He's good all the time. How often are we supposed to be good? Well, if we're going to be like God. If you're going to be like Mike, then you can get ticked sometimes. <clears throat> but if we're going to be like God, and He's good all the time, then how often are we good all the time? God made you and I in His image, and we're going to look at that in the Scripture. And, <clears throat> you know, the difficulty is in our thinking a lot of times, and this, this is where I want to get to tonight because I'm talking about walking in, 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 the, in the goodness of God, walking in the power of good. And, and a lot of times, our minds want to go to a place of justification that we don't have to be that good in this situation because of what this person did. I'm going to say it again. Your mind thinks, I don't have to be that good, okay? I don't have to be that good in this situation because of what that person did. Now, you know what Jesus said time and time again? It really doesn't profit you anything when you're good to people that are good to you. There's no profit in that. That's easy. There's no faith involved. What, what, what's really difficult, and what's, but yet is very rewarding in the eyes of God, is when we're good to unkind or, quote, bad people. Like in a, in a situation where someone's not acting like God. And we have to, in ourselves, process this with the Word. You, you don't have the power to process this and get to the end of, the, of what I'm saying right now without the Word of God. The power of God's Word is what strengthens you to be able to make choices to do what's right all the time. To make good choices and be good every single time. Notice in Psalm 100, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Thank God. Amen. 
when I'm not good, I can repent and change it and be good. And I can do it how many times in a day? Hmm? I mean, there's no end. And, and so the more I practice it, the more I become accustomed to making right choices to be good when there's unlovely opportunities and situations to give in to that and be bad. Good and bad. Amen? So I want to look at a couple of passages and I want to just drive the point home about the goodness of God. In Psalm 34 and verse 1. Now watch this. This is a psalm of David, and and watch what David says here. I will bless the Lord, how often? At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Exalt his name for what? For how bad he is? No, how good God is, right? I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. Listen to me. When you allow yourself to bless the Lord at all times, and you focus on how good God is, God delivers you not only from all your fears, which really all, all fears are the root to everything not good in your life. Fear is the root to everything. It started in the garden, and, and it's worked its way to this day, today. Jesus delivered us of all fear. He, he set us free from fear, but fear will continue to work in your life, and it is the root to everything that's not working right in your life. Fear is. So if you will continually exalt and magnify the Lord all the time for how great and good God is, and you focus there, he'll deliver you of all the fear that you have. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. Come on. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. How often? All. How how many of his troubles? All of his troubles. Saved him and delivered him from all of his troubles. How many have some trouble today? Don't lift your hand. Just think about it. How many have troubles today? Well, we think they're troubles. But the troubles that we think we have, that we think are trouble, are things that we're giving into and focusing on because we're not focusing on how good God is. Say it again with me. God is good. Now, the other thing that you have to separate is this. Because this is not what I'm talking about. You have to separate in your soul how to declare the greatness of God and not be in denial. Well, you know, I have this lawsuit against me, but I just declare I don't have a lawsuit. No, you're lying. Well, I don't feel well in my body, but I just declare that I feel right. No. What you have to declare is what God says. See, if you don't feel well in your body, you declare that by his stripes you are healed. You don't deny the symptoms in your body. You don't deny the natural circumstances. You don't deny that somebody at work is being ugly to you. Well, they're not being ugly to me. Yeah, they are. They're being ugly. 
right? But I'm declaring I'm not moving and getting moved by what they're doing. I purpose to focus on how good God is. Now listen to me. What will happen and what will change is your attitude toward the person. See, because listen, most people that are doing things that are, quote, bad or evil or wicked or ugly or, or, or they're not thinking about other people, all they're thinking about themselves, those people need to be set free. And how can people get set free through the power of his word if other people are not being doers of the word and demonstrating what that really looks like? And I'm telling you, you can't do it in yourself. And you will not do it if your focus on a day-to-day basis is not on how good God is. That's where the power lays. Watch what David said here. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. Blessed is the man. In other words, empowered to prosper in advance is the man who trusts in him. Who trusts in what? How good he is. Everybody say taste. Do your mouth like this. Taste. I I was blessed to marry into the family that I did. And and, uh, the family were full of cooks. And uh, Becky's grandma, mm, my goodness, she could cook. If... uh, well, I won't go into that. Anyway, but she made a number of different things, but one of the things that she made was a homemade what? Nanner pudding. Oh, my gosh. I don't care how good yours ever were or any of your grandparents or whatever. It was nothing like this. And, and you know, you should say the same thing. But there was nothing like this nanner pudding. I mean, it just was good. And she knew I liked it. And if she knew I liked something, then she'd make it. If I showed up... She'd make a pot for everybody else, and then she'd make a dish just for me. But it was the same size as the dish for everybody else. <laughs> and if, if all we ever did was just look at the banana pudding, if we just looked at the banana pudding and just stared at it, we couldn't talk about how really good it was. But you can't tell me that her banana pudding wasn't the best. Why? Because I taste of it. And I I tasted it many times, and I indulged into it. Amen? And I enjoyed it. Taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. Have you ever eaten some banana pudding that was artificial? Now, we, we we have a Bucky's coming to Bernie. How many know that Bucky's is coming to Bernie? But Bucky's banana pudding, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm not cursing those people. I love Bucky's. I love to go to Bucky's. But their banana pudding, <laughs> when I tasted it, when, when, when I bought one, I bought one one day. I said, you know what? Because I, I don't need a whole lot of sweets today. But I saw that stuff and I thought, man, I got to taste some of that. And, and all of the juices and the saliva in my mouth, all the taste buds, we're expecting Grandma Hunt's banana pudding. And the trash can outside of Bucky's got 95% of that banana pudding. I thought, I can't eat that. 
I'm not going to waste my sweet indulgence on this thing. Okay? Now everybody say, I love Bucky's. And you make sure to go there and do all that and you eat all the banana pudding you want. I'm just using it as an example. That was not good. <laughs> in fact, because of what I've tasted and the goodness that I've tasted of banana pudding, that was bad. Okay, now you may have a different opinion. But today, I'm telling you, God is good, and the devil's bad, and what God wants you to do through his word and through experiences and through putting your faith out and trusting him in difficult situations and focusing on the good, he wants you to become good-minded. Can you say amen? He wants you to become good-minded and focusing on good and not on evil and bad. Now, <clears throat> go to Genesis 1, and we'll start with verse 1. shouldn't take us more than about four and a half hours to read through the whole Bible. No. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said... Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was what? Wow. He created the light, and he said what he created was good. Is that not true? It was good. That was the end of the first day. Second day, it was the firmament and on. Third day... It was the waters and the seas and the separation of the earth and those kind of things. And he said in verse 10, and God saw that it was good. Then God said in verse 11, let the earth bring forth grass and herb and yield seed and fruit trees and all the things that were added. And that was the end of the third day. And then God said in verse 14, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. <clears throat> and he saw these things, and so there were two great lights, one in the day and one in the evening. And God said in verse 17, let them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw it and it was good. Verse 18. So in verse 19 it says, so the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And then God went and began to let the, the waters, it says in verse 20, abound with the abundance of the living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good again in verse 21. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and morning were the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth, in verse 25. And then in verse 26, he says, and God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them rule 
let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over, over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God gave man dominion. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God gave man dominion, and he never took it back. Man gave it up. Jesus got it back, but he never gave it he, he never took it back. God never takes back. He's not, he's not an Indian giver. He's not one that gives something, well, I changed my mind. He never changes his mind. Never changes his mind like that. So God gave it, and he never took it back. And, and, he, and in verse 29, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now notice, there is the end of the sixth day, and you know what he said about it? Look at verse 31 there. It was very good. What he did in creating you and I was very good. It was very, very, very good. So God gave Adam and Eve as he created the man. The spirit of man was created male and female. And that spirit of man was alive. And then in chapter 2, there, there are different people that I've heard say that God contradicted himself or that God, he made him and then he got confused and then he made him again and again. No, he, he created him like him because God is spirit. And he created him spirit and then he created their bodies. And, then, and, and he had already given them dominion. And he gave them the power to name all the animals, to name everything. He gave them the, the power. Notice when he talked about the, the trees and all the vegetation and the animals and the birds and everything, all the, all the creatures in the sea and all those kind of things, he never talked about them as having names. He gave Adam and Eve the authority and the power to name everything. So they named everything, and they go into, we go into chapter 3 of Genesis, and God said, the only thing that I don't want you to mess with I don't I want you to, to do anything with, I don't want you to know anything about, is the tree in the middle of the garden. And he said the tree in the middle of the garden is the knowledge of good and what? Evil. Good and bad. God is good. He created everything good. He created them very good. And so his desire was for them to focus on good. Good only, not bad, not evil. And so when he told them that, and he told Adam, he had given the authority to Adam, and then Eve was made and created out of his side, out of his rib. When it came time for them to connect with that goodness and obey what God had said because see God in his goodness is always right 
So if he tells him, you don't need the tree in the middle of the garden, you have everything else is yours. Dominion over everything, don't mess with the tree. What he was saying was, you don't need to know bad. You and I were created to know good only. We weren't created to know bad. When Jesus came, he empowered us to be able to live our life to be good, to do good, and to do right, and to do everything that God says do. Well, but you know, Pastor, you've got to be informed about things. It's not what the Word says. It's not what the Bible says. And something that has to be worked out in each one of us is how good, and I asked you this question earlier, how good were we created to be? Very good. You and I were created to not only be good, but to do good. And to do good all of our days. And to do good with every single person that we come in contact with. Your natural mind, your mind, will, and emotions are, are the enemy, if you allow them to, they're the enemy to your life to convince you that what other people do and the bad that other people do because they don't know God causes them to be the enemy. I'm telling you today that the Bible says people are not the enemy. You know who the enemy is? The enemy. Hmm? The bad guy. The devil. God is good. The devil's bad. He's the enemy. He's the liar. He's the one trying to convince us that our life cannot be consumed and lived in good. When God created us that way, and if he created everything good and he said it was good and it was very good that he, in what he did in creating us, then we can be very good all the time. We have the power to do what's right and to be good. And people don't have to disrupt and disturb. And what other people do do not have to, to be what controls the way that we act. Now, I, I, I am absolutely convinced that every day when you wake up, there's an assignment to get you to focus on the bad. Every day when you get up, there's an assignment. That's why before your feet touch the ground, you need to start practicing smiling. Hmm? You need to start practicing thinking good thoughts. You need to be confessing and declaring how great God is. You, you need to be prepared because bad is coming. <laughs> uh, if not before you get out of bed. If you have a spouse laying next to you and they happen to hit you in the face with their hand and they're still asleep and they didn't mean to. I mean, that, that could disrupt you and get you mad and focused on what someone else did. Before you get out of bed, bad could be contaminating your mind. You need to be practicing good, focusing on good, so when bad comes, what, what does the Bible say about good and bad? Good always overtakes bad. Always. Good always destroys evil, but good will not just come through you. You have to choose it. I've got to choose to be good and be right and do what's right. See, because that's what God is. You have to choose to make right decisions in anything and everything that you do. I'm going to say it again. People are not the enemy. And, and from, from in the United States of America, from the White House to the outhouse, People are not your enemy. Hmm? 
from one end of the planet to the other. I don't care about other nations and the heads of other nations and people that, that supposedly do other things. They're not the enemy. People that uh, are in control of human traffic, trafficking, which is one of the worst atrocities on planet Earth, they're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. Things like that can be stopped and great works are being done where human trafficking is concerned, but that will continue because there's a desire for it. You don't change the desire in people and you don't win people by being good, you'll never see those things change. You can have great works and great works and great works or, or, or good works and good works and good things, but what about God changing the lives of people? People that control, I'm just using that as first thing that came to my mind. People that are in, op, in those type of operations and they're leaders of that and, 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 they're, and they control doing things. Well, let, let's stop it. Let's not just stop it by trying to keep the acts from happening. Let's stop it by changing the people. See, it would be very difficult if I had a daughter that was trapped in something like that to be kind to somebody that has no revelation or understanding. Be very difficult. I mean, do you allow yourself to be kind in a situation like that? That's what we have to work through. I'm using something that is an extreme case. It's something inside of you that you have to work through. What does God tell you to do in that situation? Do you because your flesh gets stirred up and you get angry and you get mad and you get focused on the bad thing that has happened, do you leave God over here on the side and then you go do and take care of the situation because you know better? We don't know better. You don't know what can, what can happen in a situation and how God can use you in doing good to change something in the earth. God wants the earth changed to be good. I used to think that bad was just inevitable, and, and the Bible says darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, and things like human trapping is not just deep darkness, it's the deepest darkness I've ever seen. But that's not the end of the verse. Then the verse says, but the Lord. Amen. But the Lord, yeah, but God. What does that mean? But the goodness of God, but the greatness of God, but the power of God, the power that's in the name of Jesus, the power that's in God overcoming and doing what God says he'll do. But God won't do that except through people because he's already done everything he's going to do. Now we're to take that to receive it and receive the power that's in the name of Jesus and make the changes. Jesus isn't here in the flesh anymore except through you and me. We don't know Jesus, the deity God, Jesus Christ, after the flesh anymore. That was for a three-year period of time. We don't know him after the flesh anymore. Now, we know him by the Spirit. And now, Jesus in the earth is in you and I receiving the power of that name and causing the goodness of God to flow through our lives, making those decisions every day to be good and do what's right no matter what. It's difficult, but it's rewarding and it's life-changing. Look at Romans 2. A couple more verses, and I'll end with this. Well, 
these few more, couple more verses. Romans 2 and verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Now, I'll just tell you what, what I've seen in this verse as of late, for maybe a year or so, I've seen in this verse. <clears throat> We've always used this, and, I, and I'll quit using it, for people... So in other words, if Fabian's not saved and he sees kindness and goodness of God coming through me, it's going to lead him to a place of repentance. And I, and I believe that. But I also believe that what this verse of Scripture is talking about, if you read before and, and you read after, that the more that you and I focus on the goodness of God, it will lead us to a place of living a life of repentance. See, not justifying our ugly bad actions when someone else has done something wrong it will lead us to a place of repentance and taking responsibility for our actions no matter what anybody else does listen to me it's not your responsibility to control how other people act it's your responsibility to make sure that the way they act doesn't cause you to act in the same ungodly way that they are did you hear me that's where jesus is demonstrated in the earth when it happens, when that kindness and that goodness operates in you and you live a repented life and then you forgive others. What did it say about God? That he's good and his what endures forever? His anger? No, his goodness. So if I'm supposed to be good like him because I was created in his image, then the mercy of God has to flow through me and the forgiveness has to flow through me and I have to be that way in every situation even when I don't want to and that's why I have to be practicing. I don't know about you, but the more I've learned to be good in unkind situations, the more I've found myself repenting and dealing with myself for my actions multiple times in a day. God, I'm just telling you, man, this is hard. I don't want to do it. I actually don't want to act this way. I don't want to forgive this person. They are really ticking me off. And I've, at times, you know, maybe didn't use that kind of a word. You know, I mean, they're really upsetting me. And I don't like it. And, and I want to be mad. And I want the right to be mad. And I want to justify myself. And I want to do these things. I mean, to work out of that. See, you, you can't just hear this message and think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. No, 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 you won't work on it. Because, because human nature teaches us to protect ourselves. So I'm going to protect myself from the way other people do me. If we live that way, the coming of Jesus will just be, keep being pushed back. See, he's coming back for a spotless bride. He's coming back for a people where the devil is under their feet. And I'm telling you right now, the only way the devil remains under our feet is that we operate in the kindness and the goodness of God. No other way. Well, you know, I know I shouldn't have said that, but I'll think about it later. No. You need to think about it right now. You need to take responsibility today, if not sooner. Can you say amen? So it's the kindness. So if I live a repented life, I live a mercy-giving life. 
then it's able, it's easy to deal with unkind, ungodly people. Don't be shocked when people do ungodly things that are ungodly. And don't be shocked if you come in contact with Christian people that don't know how to renew their mind and become doers of the word. Then they don't have the ability to change what they're doing. They need somebody that is being an example that they can follow after. Because Jesus is not coming into the clouds and going to write them a note or something in the cloud telling them what to do. They're going to see it through you and I. Can you say amen? No other way. They're going to see it through you and I. Look what David said. And and I've quoted this many times. And and I I love this in Psalm 27 and verse 13. 27 and 13. Great verse of scripture. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord, where? In the land of those who are living. (laughs) Wow. I, I don't know how you can live. You, you'll lose heart if you don't have the expectation that the life I'm talking to you about today can be lived. You'll lose heart. And you know what? If I see the Dunnings operating that way and they're operating in the goodness of God, that brings comfort to my heart. But if I need them to walk in the goodness of God to make my heart feel well, they're going to let you down. People will let you down using them as an example. See, what David said, what David was saying was talking about him. The goodness in him. I would have despaired. I would have lost heart if I didn't realize that this life could be, I can do good in the midst of bad and watch good overcome bad. I don't know about you, but man, that has that so excited me. It's turned my life totally around. It's turned my whole thinking around about the power that's in the name of Jesus to do good. And I don't have to keep score. Well, if she'd have done this. Well, if he'd have done that. Well, if that. You know what? Dead I, t- I tell you what. If you got scorecards, you need, to, you need to get a pair of scissors and cut them babies up and then, and then take all those pieces and run them through a paper shredder. Hmm? And then put a match in there and light it and burn it up. You need to get rid of it. Scorecards don't work. You're going to lose every single time because of where your focus is. We weren't focused, we weren't called and created to focus on bad, but only good. Can you say amen? Last verse. Isaiah 52. And it's also... It's, it's uh, also quoted in the New Testament in uh, Romans 10, but I'm just going to read the Isaiah 52 one, and I'll end with this. Isaiah 52 and verse 7. So, <clears throat> as a minister of the gospel, as, as, as a pastor in the fivefold ministry, and the anointing on my life to deliver this message to you and all the messages in 29 years that I've delivered to, from this pulpit 
to the people of this church through the years. The Bible says here in verse 7, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them who bring what news? Good news. We have endeavored for 29 years to bring only good news and not bad all of our days. Speaking good and not bad, declaring that. How beautiful are the feet of those? Well, okay, and I believe that. And I thank God for all the people that have taught me the word. You should be thankful for, for the word that is taught from this place. Not, not, I'm not saying that in, in a... In a in a, in a strange way, I'm saying it because the Word says how beautiful are the feet of those. But every time that you bring the Word to someone else, your feet become beautiful. And that's why what you need to bring is good news. The Bible is good news. And here I'm going to break it down like we've done in the last few months. Revelation says, His name is the Word of God. The good news is the Word of God. What you and I are embracing to do in life is to share the power of Jesus' name to people about how good God is. You see how that's defined? The Word always defines itself. It always, God has never made a mistake. Every answer to every issue or problem on planet earth is found in this word. You just have to see the word fit. That's why you cannot demonstrate good things and goodness of God in and through your life without the power of his word, without you embracing what is being said like today and then doing something with it. It'll never work for you. It'll never work for you, me, or anybody else. Amen? How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Watch this. Who proclaims peace. Who brings glad tidings of what? Good things. Not bad things. Not bad things. Who, who, brings, who brings forth, who brings forth, as it says here, glad tidings of good things. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me demonstrate to you how good God is. If all you're listening to is how bad things are in the world, if that's all you're listening to, and you, you hear a message like this, and yeah, I need, to, I need to change that, but you go right back to listening, constantly listening, then what's going to come out of your mouth is how bad things are. And I promise you, you're not going to demonstrate good when what you're hearing is bad, the majority of what you're hearing is bad and the majority of what you're saying is bad. You can be Christian people but always speaking negative things. Spending more time talking bad about someone else than declaring how good God is and then learning to speak positive things over people's lives. I tell you what, if you're a number of years ago I determined I was never going to say another negative thing about any human being on planet earth have I accomplished that Beck absolutely not I'll answer for it <clears throat> but the determination that I made a number of years back that I'd never say another negative thing about another human being created in the image of God has empowered my life I, 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 I wake up every morning wanting to say good things to pe about people so somebody the other day told me about somebody that 
that had said that I had gotten word that had said ugly things about me years ago. And somebody told me about this person. And I just asked how they're doing. And, I, and they said, well, I, I, think I think they're doing fine. And the rest of the day, I thought about those people. And I, and I prayed and I spoke great things over their life. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people do. I get to be good all the time because I was created in the image of good. See, he didn't create me like the cattle and like the birds and the sea creatures. He gave me authority over every creeping thing. And there's a lot of creeps. But he gave me authority over that. But he gave me the authority to love those creeps. To love them. I'm telling you today, folks, the future of this planet is in the power of his goodness living and operating in us and through us to mankind. And if you and I don't practice this and we don't put it to work, we'll live our lives, we'll do the best we can, we'll end this life, go to the next, and things will just keep being prolonged in the earth because God is looking for a people put the devil under their feet. I don't want to be a Christian acting like the devil. I refuse. And I, and I, and I can tell you that there were, there were some days in my life when some of my actions looked like the devil. No. I'm going to do good and speak good things over every human being for the rest of my life. I'm empowered to do it. I've failed at it. I've repented. Thank God his mercy endures forever and I'm keeping going and I'm going to do it the next day. I'm going to do it the next day. I'm, it's become less and less and less where I, I allow my mouth to say anything. Even sitting in front of the television watching somebody and not liking somebody on the television. You ever said something, you know, those people look really stupid. You don't have to say that. Just look at them. You can have the thought, but you don't have to let the thought become words and say things that you shouldn't say. And then you deal with your thoughts and you renew your mind, and you realize they were created in the image of God, and God wants them saved, healed, delivered, and set free. Can you say amen to that?